I am so proud of you for listening to this podcast today as you are making an intentional choice to not just make Easter a one-day celebration that's mostly about a fancy dress and chocolate-filled bunnies, but to make it about knowing the one we are celebrating that day, Jesus. Over the next seven weeks, we will slow down the final days of Jesus' life. We will take a peek into each of these moments so that we can know Him better. I want to teach you some common Lent practices, Bible study, fasting, Lent candles, repentance, and prayer. I will guide you through implementing each of these. Help me spread the message by sharing it with your friends and family on social media, and also by clicking the button to text this episode to them. We both know all of us struggle with how to really focus on Jesus during Easter. And it's crazy because this should be the holiday we go all in for. But I get it, we've never been shown how. My friend, that all changes with this study. We are going to do this together. This Lent study is brought to you by Online Women's Bible Study. I would love for you to join our community as we are growing even more in God's Word. And I'm giving you a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. This will be automatically applied when you sign up today. This spring, we are studying the book of James, which is the perfect complement to this final day's Lent study, because it was one of the very first letters written to the first followers of Jesus. So as you are studying the final days of Jesus' life, you will see how the first followers lived it out. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode. All right, let's get started with today's session. Sons and Tenants If you haven't already, spend some time in prayer today. Praise God. Repent of sins. Ask for others and yourself. Yield to God. Then wait and listen. Jesus loved to tell stories. Do you know anyone like that? They have a story for everything. Jesus' stories or parables can be a little confusing to understand. This is because their contexts are different than our personal context today. And it seems Jesus intended for them to be a little confusing. See Matthew 13, 13. Of one of the things I love about his stories is they force me to slow down and think through them. Some meanings are obvious and some really take rereading the text multiple times, thinking about it, reading commentaries, etc. before it comes to light. Today we are going to read two parables. I'm not going to write very much commentary in between because I want you to do the work of figuring out what it means. You can do this. Don't skip parts. Give it time. Let the helper, the Holy Spirit, show you the meaning of Jesus' words. Listen. Before you read these two parables, it's important to know who is talking. Who is he talking to? And where is he saying these things? Read Matthew 21, 23 and fill in the answers below. Matthew 21, 23. Jesus entered the temple courts, and while he was teaching, the chief priests and elders of the people came to him. By what authority are you doing these things, they asked, and and who gave you this authority? Question, who was talking? Question, where was he talking? Question, who were they talking to? Question, what was Jesus doing when they approached him? Question, prompt. Read Matthew 21, 28 through 32 and summarize what occurred below. Matthew 21, 28 through 32. What do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first and said, son, go and work today in the vineyard. I will not, he answered. But later he changed his mind and went. 
And then the father went to the other son and said the same thing, and he answered, I will, sir, but he did not go. Which of the two did what his father wanted? The first, they said. Jesus answered to them, Truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of heaven ahead of you. For John came to show you, John came to you to show you the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him, but the tax collectors and the prostitutes did. And even after you saw this, you did not repent and believe him. Question. Had you, had you heard Jesus' story for the first time that day, how would you have answered his question in verse 31? This can be a confusing story. Let's put ourselves in the disciples' shoes and see what we can understand about what Jesus was saying. Question. Which son do you relate to most? How so? If neither, write out a description for a third son that you'd relate to. Question. What do you think Jesus was trying to teach from this parable? How could you apply that lesson? Our words are not enough. Saying the right Christian answers without the actions to back them up is actually fruitless. Read James 2, 14-17 and write out verse 17. James 2, 14-17 what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Works without faith is legalism, and faith without works is dead meaning it is nothing. The magic, really the holiness and power in our following Jesus happens when faith and works collide. When we stop saying the right things and thinking the right things, but our actions prove our beliefs, it should not be confusing what, what you are about. Your faith should be made indisputable by your works. Prompt. Now read the next parable in Matthew 21, 33-46 and summarize what happens. Matthew 21, 33 through 46. Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard. He put a wall around it and dug a wine press in it and built a watchtower. Then he rented the vineyard to some farmers and moved to another place. When the harvest time approached, he sent his servants to the tenants to collect his fruit. The tenants seized his servants and they beat one, killed another, and stoned a third. Then he sent other servants to them, more than the first time. The tenants treated them the same way. Last of all, he sent his son to them. They will respect my son, he said. But when the tenants saw that, this, that the son, they said to each other, This is the heir. Come, let's kill him and take his inheritance. So they took him and threw him out into the vineyard and killed him. Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? He will bring those wretches to a wretched end, they replied, and he will rent the vineyard to another tenant, who will give him his share of the crop at the harvest time. Jesus said to them, Have you never read the scriptures? The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this and is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore I tell you that the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people who will produce its fruit. Anyone who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces. Anyone who, on whom it falls will be crushed. 
When the chief priest and the Pharisees heard Jesus' parables, they knew he was talking about them. They looked for a way to arrest him, but they were afraid of the crowd because the people held that he was a prophet. Question, who had done all the work at the vineyard? What does this character represent? Question, who occupied the vineyard? What does their title indicate about their right to the harvest? What does this group of people represent? Question, what was the master's expectation? Question, what did the tenants respond the way they did? Question, what do you think Jesus was trying to teach from this parable? Let's wrap up. What should you do? How can you apply what you have heard today? James one twenty two, And who should you tell? What is something you can share about today? And who should you share it with? My prayer for you is that you would feel like you know Jesus more as we work our way through his final days. His story is the reason we celebrate on Easter Sunday because it's the thing that has totally changed our lives. I so hope this was encouraging to you. If it was, it would be so helpful if you would leave a review for this show. If it wasn't, well, you don't have to leave a review. Finally, please share this with your friends. We want to encourage as many people as we can with this free and super easy to do Lent study. And when you share about it on social media, be sure to use hashtag hearers and doers podcast and tag me at Becky Kaiser. As a reminder, if you are looking to grow in God's word and community, you get a week free to try out being a member at onlinewomensbiblestudy.com. I'll see you tomorrow with another final day's episode.